0: What's the speed? Over 10,000 miles an hour. At the moment, it's headed straight for London. Bursting out of today's headlines, the spine-tingling tale of an invader from the distant reaches of the universe. There is no doubt that a large object landed here and disappeared. Incredible, the sphere's changing. I'm going to get him out of there. I don't think any human mind thought it up. And I don't believe any human hand built it. A fantastic creature armed with superhuman power kidnapping beautiful girls to satisfy his primitive lust for violence and savagery. Blood Beast from Outer Space. For the shock of your life, see Blood Beast from Outer Space. Who knows what eyes are watching her? Watching Watching. Hello, folks. Welcome to day seven of the 31 days of Howling Beasts. I am your host, Gary Hill, for this one. And um, I'm doing a film tonight. It's, it's a British film. I, when I say tonight, it's probably night for you UK people, which is appropriate because this is a UK film. Uh, I'm recording this kind of late. I got, I got kind of sick yesterday. So, got behind on everything. But I am doing. Don't worry, I'm doing well now. <laughs> But I am doing Blood Beast from Outer Space, a.k.a. The Night Caller, a.k.a. Night Call from Outer Space from 1965. Uh, it is directed by John Gilling, who um, <clears throat> gave us some Hammer stuff, uh, including Plague of the Zombies, which is uh, a probably a big one that everybody knows. Uh, probably some of my favorite-looking zombies of all time are in that movie, just s- sunken eyes and terrifying and... Yeah. Uh screenplay by Jim O'Connolly who um uh did, did some good directing stuff. He directed the Valley of Guang Valley of uh, if you know what that is, that's, that's always one of those big dinosaur films um I I happen to enjoy. it. uh ch- check that out. check out Valley of Gwangi. it's a great film too. Uh based on a novel by like Frank Crisp. Uh this feels like a, a film that's based on a novel, and I'll tell you why. Um, it's basically about, because I'm not going to read the IMDb thing, because it just gives everything away that you'd want to know in, like, one sentence, and that's, that's bullshit. So, whoever wrote this, uh, this synopsis, go fuck yourself. (laughs) But, um, it's about this orb that is, uh, this object that falls from space, and, uh, doctors find it, it's, like, a silicon-based, like, small thing, it's about the size of, looks like the size of a basketball, and um, they're baffled by it, because um, at, the, spa, at the, the, the rate it was giving off uh, radio, r- radioactive uh, things with the guy encounters, and not now is not doing anything, it responds to sound, like uh, I think that Steven Spielberg saw when he made this, this when he made, stuff like this when he made, uh, or did research like this, when he made Close Encounters, with the idea of the uh, the alien being attracted by sound, and uh, it turns out this orb is not an orb at all. Uh, it, it it is a a being inside the orb that wakes up, uh, kills one of our scientists, and uh, escapes promptly to go abduct, abduct abduct women for its own its own means. And I, the cat meows. I apologize, but. I forgot to tell you who stars in this film. Uh we have the great John Saxon and in one of those early early roles. I mean he's like he's like clean cut, man. As Dr. Jack Costain, uh Maurice Denham, as as uh Dr. Morley, you may know him from so all the voices in the original Animal Farm uh animated film from 1954. So if you've seen that. Shows up in Days of the ja- Day of the Jackal. He shows up in some some good stuff here, and uh, check him out. Uh, more notably, Patricia Haynes, who plays Do- Doctor Ann Barlow, It's not in there in, in the credits. But fancy that—a smart female protagonist in, in a 1960s movie, because she she plays the role pretty well. She was the original Emma Peel uh, on the Avengers, not not that Avengers people, but the the British one with Patrick Mcnee and secret agents or whatnot. Uh other noble character actors. Aubrey Morris uh plays Thornburn, who's the sleazy uh bookstore owner who's uh, harboring our alien, if you will. Uh basically being his connection. <laughs> um Aubrey Morris sh- shows up most he's in a lot of things. But he shows up most notably as Mr. Deltoid in my and uh Clockwork Orange. But he's in the Wicker Man. He's in he's in tons of stuff. He just gotta You recognize that that sleazy face, and you almost hear uh, Mr. Dildy say, Yes, yes. He was in Life Force, of course. Uh, Check him out, man. Uh, Aubrey Morris has been uh, been a gem in in many, many things. Just to be that sleazy, you know, he almost has to look like he's guilty. And that's kind of what I love about that character actor. Um, But the meat and potatoes of it is the thing escapes. Uh, it has a moment with our, our lady, our lady, our lady, uh, scientist to where she hears a noise, you know, she, she sees a, a clawed hand come out of the door to try to grab her. She promptly closes and locks the door once again, you know, cause once, once, you know, the white folks hear a noise, they gotta go open a locked door and see what's going on. Cause she's seen a, a glowing light emitting from the door. And of course she's very curious. She, uh, but the thing, the thing, um, is not not to be found. The orb's not to be found. So, of course, she's set up to be a typical, you know, patsy to say, hey, it's just a woman. She's talking about crazy things. Might be that time of the month. They don't say that in the movie, you know, but pretty much 1965, and there's Duchess talking to us. It's fine, though. Uh, saying that kind of stuff. But anyway, uh, one of our, our good doctor, Dr. J- Jack, uh, notices a foot out the window that is not of this earth. It looks like a lizard foot. And this gets his suspicions up until the thing promptly escapes. (laughs) All of a sudden, it's one of those things where... It's one of those things where it uh, magically knows how to drive because it steals a car and blasts its way out. And then uh, this film does a thing where it fast-forwards a few weeks. You find out that over 200 women have been, you know, mysteriously... D- disappeared, they've been either kidnapped, they don't know what's going on, they're just not around anymore, and they find out that it's all linked to this, uh, this racy, this racy bikini magazine that had, uh, a, uh, a, a ad in, 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 in the want ads in the back, looking for new young women, and, um, th- that, you know, blah, 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 you know, they're looking for women to, to be models, and 200 women apparently, uh, respond to this call, and are are visited by a tall, tall dark stranger with a, a, a scarf over his face, and they are abducted. You know, given that uh, this is like a police procedural at this point a little bit, because they're given stories by eyewitnesses, by i.e. the parents of one of the girls, and then it's all linked back to this bookstore that that I mentioned, that Aubrey Morris is running, and he's you know, basically the middleman for the, for this this alien who who's taken these women for some undisclosed reason. It gives the reason in the end. I don't want to give away, you know, usually these sci-fi films have, like, the weird, you know, Mars needs women just, just to, like, ch- change them into really beautiful beings that are aboard a ship or whatever you want to call it. This is for a much more scientific reason and a very... I'm not gonna say it's just the reason. I don't, I don't change. It can't have been as just, but it's, it's very very smart. Ah, uh, the biggest crime this film has is that for a film called Blood Beast from Outer Space or Night Caller from Outer Space, it's got a giant claw attacking a woman on the front of the on front of the poster with a, with with army tanks and spaceships up in the corner over here, UFOs invade Earth. Space creatures, Snack Girls, Snack, snack Snatch Girls to a Mysterious Planet. That is the, the, the thing's intention. But for, for the reasons, it's, it's something that had to do with a, with a failed experiment that happened 100 years ago. and But the biggest crime this film has is it's got this big poster. And it gives you a lot of expectations that this is a monster movie. And it's not really a monster movie. It's more about this one alien's mission to, to, to find, you know, what it failed to do... or what its race of people failed to do... all those years ago... which has basically made them imperfect... so it needs these women to experiment on... and blah, blah, blah... don't want to give a reason why... but there's a reveal at the end... Uh, you're very surprised how what the end looks like... and explains why he looks... the way he looks like... but it's Blood Beasts from Outer Space... there's not a lot of information about the making of this movie just uh just to let you know that it was well received by people and I I could see why cuz it's very it's very smart so for an hour and 25 minutes I'd say you'll be entertained but if you're looking for a monster movie do not look for it in blood Beasts from outer space because you're just not going to get it and that, that's I'm not even going to call that a shame I j- I just you know you have other films for for stuff like this but this one Another thing kind of abruptly ends, but not really, you know. <clears throat> but um, yeah, not a not, not a super high recommend on your list, but it's a five point five on your IMDb. Um, give it a watch for the cheesy theme music, and the very solid plot of this film that, from the poster, from the title, should be a. a, a uh, hamburger with extra cheese, because, but, but it's not, it's, it's a very surprising watch, and I think you guys will dig it, that's Blood Beast from Outer Space, I will, uh, include the YouTube link, and, and the, uh, to watch this, uh, film, this, this, this very serviceable film, (laughs) on there, uh... But yeah, we'll check you guys all again. And Day 8 of the 31 Days of Howling Beasts, uh, which will include a review from our man, R.J. McCready, who's doing the 1977 TV movie, Winter Beast, starring Bo Svensson, uh, who you may know from many, many genre films, Yvette Mimou from uh, The Time Machine, and some other goodies, and um, there's somebody else of note... Oh, Rance Howard's in that movie. It's 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 a it's full of nineteen seventies people that you may know. He gives us a fine review of that film, and uh, I think you guys are all gonna dig it. I know I did. I listened to all these, you know, before, pretty much right when I get them. So for, first, first and foremost, thank you to my podcasting brothers and sisters for contributing to this, and you know. Keep me entertained. I hope they're doing that for you, too. But like I said, Snow Beast 1977 will be your next installment on day eight of the 31 Days of Howling Beasts.